Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of my video podcast on the future of business and technology. And today's topic is very exciting. is It's about the partnership between Juniper Networks and Aston Martin Formula One and how they're using artificial intelligence in their networks to give them an advantage. And to help me discuss this, I'm joined today by Jeff Aaron, who is the VP of Enterprise Marketing at Juniper Networks. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me, Bernard. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. Um, where are you joining us from today? I'm in uh, Menlo Park, California. So our corporate headquarters are about 20 minutes down the road. Uh, but yeah, here in, here in California, I'd, I'd say sunny California, but it's hasn't been so sunny lately. Very good. And you can you can tell the time difference between us as well. It's nice and bright in the morning and it's, it's getting dark here where I am. Um, so maybe you can tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and a bit of your background and, and what you do at Juniper today. Yeah, um, I, I had product marketing at Juniper, so it, it includes the the whole portfolio, um, you know, from campus and branch, which is wired and wireless access to, uh, you know, data center and, and data center connectivity with the security in between. And so um, I came in through an acquisition. Um, it was actually a company called Mist, Mist Systems that was acquired, oh gosh, um, I guess about five years ago now. Um, and um, that actually brought um, a, a cloud, a microservices cloud concept and AI concept to Juniper. And so what's really exciting is that's now, um, become pervasive across everything Juniper does. And, and in fact, all the, the missed executives are all still at Juniper in, in key roles. And, and why that's so exciting is um, like the Aston Martin, you know, use case is exactly like right in that wheelhouse of, you know, leveraging the cloud, leveraging the AI and really, uh, you know, um, underscoring the mantra of what we were all about at Mist, And now has, has Juniper has become all about um, uh, subsequently. And so it's, it's just a, a very exciting, you know, um, cross reference of everything we're doing. And so that's why I'm so excited to be here and talk about it, um, with you, Bernard. Very good. So let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit more about the Aston Martin Juniper story then. And I'd love to learn more about how they're using yeah. the technology on the track in their factories, in their yeah, for sure. headquarters. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's actually funny. Um, uh, almost uh, serendipitous that you know Juniper actually had um, a, a tagline of driven by experience, right? Uh, before Aston Martin, which is which is kind of interesting, right? Um, and the notion there was that it's not enough for a network to be up, right? It actually has to deliver good experiences. You know, uh, separate from Aston Martin, right? How many times have you been on an airplane or been in a hotel or? Your, your kids have complained, you know, the network's down and you look and the Wi-Fi's up <laughs> and the WAN's up, everything looks good, but it's a bad experience, right? Um, and so that's what we're all about. And, you know, that was very similar to obviously Aston Martin's philosophy, right? Um, that, um, you know, there's lots of cars on the track that all have engines and steering wheels, but that doesn't necessarily mean you win, right? So how do you ensure that you're getting a better experience over your network um, you know, is, is, is our mantra and also theirs, right? And so subsequently, we partnered with them um, really across their entire, you know, area of, of, of being, right? It's everything from they were the first um, team in 25 years to build a brand new campus in Silverstone. Um, so how do you make sure all the employees on that campus are able to get the data they need quickly and reliable, re reliably? 
you know, how do they host people on that campus in, in a good way to the fact that a brand new factory um, is on site. So how do you make sure that they can find things, you know, pallets and, and, and other things and, and, and have efficient operations in the factory, uh, which were both completed in 2023 to um, a brand new wind tunnel and engineering resources um, that they're building, which has, you know, a, a hundreds, if not thousands of sensors that need to, you know, give accurate data all the way to the fact that on race day, you know, they have to literally set up uh, little mini networks, right? You know, for the pit, for the garage, um, they have to be set up on the fly. This is in, I forget what it is, uh, dozens of different countries. It could be, you know, thousands of miles away from their corporate environment. So that has to be set up easily and reliability to connect, you know, just a lot of data in real time um, to just to uh, ultimately give that better experience, which for them is a podium finish. Um, you know, and so it's just, it's just really exciting. So we've been thrilled to be a partner with them on this, on this endeavor, because it really shows off everything we're about and, and everything they're about. Very good. So, um, tell me more about your, your self-driving network. Yeah, it's a great question, right? Um, so the general notion of, of why you would use AI for, for, for networking is, to do a couple of things, um, you know, I, I always say it, it, it delivers automation, it delivers insight, and it delivers assurance, right? Um, automation is um, you can proactively detect problems and, and fix them, whether that's via a recommended action like, you know, hey, Bernard, your, 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 your Wi-Fi is looking shaky, you know, um, or I guess, hey, IT, Bernard's Wi-Fi is looking shaky. Um, you know, here's what you need to do to, to go fix it to actual self-driving where, you know, maybe I can fix it myself, right? Just change your channel or, or change your power output. And that's the ultimate, I think, nirvana of, of self-driving. But admittedly, you know, we're not always there yet. And honestly, some folks may not even want to take their hands off the wheel, right? Um, you know, it's like a Tesla where Tesla does some pretty good things around self-driving, but I'm still not going to go fall asleep in the back seat and let it drive me from San Francisco to LA. Right. Um, so I think there's different stages of what you can do with self-driving and, 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 and the world's evolving. Right. So that's automation. Uh, the insight comes back to the experience. Right. You know, um, I want to be able to say um, at any given second, is Bernard having a bad day or which of my iPhone users are having a bad day or is, you know, the, the trackside network having an issue and why. Right. So that's insight into. Um, again, not just the network being up, but are people on that network having the experience that we want them to deliver with, with service levels, which then leads to assurance. Um, so when you have the right automation, you have the right insight, you can assure that the network is always doing what it's supposed to be doing at any given time. Um, and candidly, you know, we wanted to do this over the last 20, 30 years of networking. And until the advent of the cloud and AI, it just it couldn't be done, right? You just did not have the ability to collect that mass amount of data. You did not have the algorithms to make um, to turn data into insight, um, and uh, you know, and that's all changed. Literally, um, I would say it's changed in the last ten years with the cloud, and I'd say it's changed in the last like seven or eight years with just AI, new algorithms, and new GPUs to process it. So we are literally at you know, just like AI is at an inflection point, changing the whole world. You know, with Gen AI, it certainly is changing networking for sure. Um, and like we said, there's been just a huge monumental leap forward just in the last five years alone on that on that phase. And like we said, um, you know, uh, Juniper and Aston Martin have been riding that um, at, at the forefront of that. So it's 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 very exciting. So yeah, I'm super 
super intrigued by this because when you talk about AI networks, it's not, not the first thing that comes to your mind. At the same time, really good networking is such a foundational technology that enables organizations to leverage AI for lots of other things too. So I, I think it's a yeah, it's that's, a great that's a great yeah, that's a great point. Like when people think of AI, they think of you know solving um, finding the next virus right? Or, um, you know, uh, being used in, you know, a thousand different applications to even like helping grapes grow better. Um, but when you're actually uh, applying AI to different domain expertise, uh, it has a lot of value to networking, right? Now, um, in, in the end, you need a network to be predictable, reliable, and, 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 and measurable. Um, and um, if I really want to know how Bernard's doing, or how all my iPhones are doing, or how all my students are doing, or how all my patients are doing, like let's take wireless for example, you know we're collecting 150 user states every two seconds from every client, right? That's not data, you know. That's not actual you know payload data. That's just how are you doing? Are you connecting quickly? Or you know stuff that you can get anywhere, um, you know if you had a, a, a sniffer anyway. That's a lot of data. And then when you you know go across you know hundreds and thousands of customers and, and you know um, I, again that's just a, a lot of data to process and make heads or tails out of and. Um, it's a new world order, you know, with AI, you actually can do that. And that just delivers better, better networks. Um, so it's, a, it's, it's really cool. So what kind of benefits is that is this delivering to customers like Aston Martin? What, what, how, how is this better to? Yeah. The yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit interesting in that, um, you know, when you're focusing on experience first, there's really two people that benefit from that, right? Two categories. There's our customer, which is the operator. Right, so the folks that run Aston Martin's IT, their job is just to make sure the network is scalable, reliable, agile, can change with business demands. Basically, their job is to make sure you don't know it's they're there. Right, so you know if the wind tunnel is 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 spitting out data, or if there's a user in a conference room, again, they don't know that the data is there. They're just getting what they need when they want. It's all, almost ambient, right? And so for them, a good experience is like we said, it, it's just operating it's self-driving or it's giving, you know, telling them exactly what's going wrong and when so they can go fix it. That's the operator experience. And then there's the end user experience on the network, right? So it could be the Aston Martin employee that's coding the next, um, whatever, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, break pad, you know, break, <laughs> break, break software, right. Um, to, um, the people trackside that are literally taking over 500 censored sensors led data from the cars in real time and trying to figure out what they need to do to make sure, you know, Fernando um, can squeeze out an extra, you know, millisecond. Right. And so um, those are the end users that, again, just this thing needs to be reliable, uh, you know, and working. And so um, that's really where, where we're benefiting. And like we said, there's kind of two folks, there's the IT, there's the operator, and then there's the folks on the network and each of them have um, unique requirements, but are, are equally important. So for anyone that is listening now and wants to better leverage data and AI in their own organizations, what will be some of your top tips? Yeah, so I, I think when you're looking about AI, um, there's there's three fundamental things that are required for what we call kind of real AI. And and, uh, and look, there's a lot of AI washing out there, right? Um, you know, I just you know flew to Vegas last week and between you know, Menlo Park and San Francisco airport, I think I saw 30 billboards with the word AI in it, you know, um, for everything from Zoom video conferencing to, you know, uh, to God knows what else, right? So 
obviously it's a buzzword. It's, it, it's hot, um, but there's obviously strong value, right? But for me, there's three things that, you know, you really need to look at to make sure you're getting the full benefit of AI, right? Um, one is it's got to be pulling the right data, right? And, not, and that's not just about quantity of data, but it's also about quality of data, right? Um, you know, in, in IT, for example, you know, does it really give vi visibility into the actual user experience, right? Um, and that comes back to, for example, collecting 150 user states from wireless and combining that from routers and switches and firewalls. And, you know, so I have the complete picture of how Bernard is doing at any given day. Um, so it, it starts with the right data. You know, our, our, our chief AI officer always says, you know, um, you can't make good good wine without good grapes, right? And, and the same thing happens with, with, with AI. Um, second thing is the right infrastructure, right? So again, you need a cloud and a purpose-built cloud to, you know, collect all that data, um, be able to work with third-party systems. You know, for example, us, a great example is, you know, um, to work with Zoom, right? Uh, or Teams or, you know, because if, if a video conference like this goes bad, it could be the network, it could be the client, it could be the application, right? So to be able to tie all those AI systems together um, is important. So the right infrastructure, like we said, with the right cloud, um, open, open APIs. And the last thing is the right responses. Um, you know, just like Gen AI and, uh, you know, Open AI, you want to give the right answers. And sometimes the user doesn't know it's right. Um, and so, you know, you need to be able to do continuous learning and apply domain expertise to, you know, in our instance, we strive for around 80, 90% efficacy, you know, no false positives, right? It comes back to people need to trust what we're doing. If this is ever going to move towards a self-driving network, you know, they need to trust trust but verify. Um, and then once they trust it, they're going to, you know, let more and more happen uh, on their own. But, you know, you got folks that this is their livelihood, right? You know, I'm in charge of running Aston Martin's network. And if it doesn't work, I'm on the line, right? I'm in charge of running um, Chick-fil-A's network or, you know, um, you know, the Veterans Administration, you know, here in the US, right? Um, you know, obviously, these guys take their jobs and ladies take their jobs seriously. Um, and so, you know, you need the right data, the right infrastructure and the right outcomes um, to, to, to really do that. AI can deliver that, but there's also a lot of, like we said, um, pseudo AI or non AI. And so, um, you know, you really need some of those elements to make sure you're getting the real, the real value of that. Very true. Very true. So what have you learned from your relationship and your partnership with um, Aston Martin? Yeah. And and what excites you about the any future developments in F1? Yeah, so I think the first thing I personally learned that F1 is pretty cool. Uh, I can't say I was uh, overly you know plugged into F1. I was always more of a uh, you know soccer uh, football uh, guy, and and getting involved with these guys and and, and starting to see the races more. Um, I've come to appreciate how um, one is how complex it is, right, and how nuanced it is, right. Um, you know, again, you got two guys, uh, even on the same team that are in ostensibly very similar cars with very different results and then span that across all these teams. And, um, again, it really comes down to refinement and, and, and data and, and engineering. Um, and so for me, just, um, you know, that's been extraordinarily fun just to see all those dynamics. And, um, like you said, usually even when you get involved with a sport and maybe just with a stadium. Um, but here with Aston Martin, it's really been every aspect of what they do. Like we said, the factory, the, the wind tunnels, the, you know, the, the campus, the headquarters to, to just, you know, the, the pit crews and, and the engineering on site. And, um, gosh, I mean, that is just so, um, you know, uh, F1 in general drives the adrenaline, but for an IT person, that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the holy grail right there. Right. 
Um, and so it's just been been a lot of fun seeing that and seeing it evolve and just having a great partner that's willing to try different things and and um, and you're part of the results. Um, you know, again, if if Fernando or Lance are on a podium, you know, you feel like, you know, in, in some kind of way you help them get there, um, which is which is, you know, maybe it's a small part, but it is a part. And I think that's exciting. Mm, absolutely. And future developments in 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 tech in F one, yeah. anything that, that you keep a close eye on? Yeah, I mean, um, not necessarily in F one per se, but in tech, um, you know, obviously uh, it's certainly evolving, and, and AI is evolving, right? I think the single biggest thing, you know, in terms of AI is you know generative AI and large language models and and ChatGPT, which you know I'm, I'm sure you're intimately familiar with, um, Bernard, um, but um, you know, that's changed the game, right? I mean, all of a sudden in the last, you know, four years um, now, you know, you know, people's grandparents know what AI is, right? Everyone knows what open AI is. And, and that obviously has applicability to us too, right? You know, we've been doing, you know, for example, virtual network assistant with a conversational interface for six years. Um, but Gen AI actually, you know, changes that and adds more uh, nuances on top of that. So it's very interesting to see um, how that evolves with IT. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've started to use it for, you know, for example, knowledge-based queries, but can you start to use Gen AI for more real-time queries? Um, so I think that's interesting as an example, pulling in other data sources. So we talked about how, you know, Juniper owns the wired and the wireless and, and the wide area network, but being able to pull in information from Zoom and Teams and um, other applications, um, I think, again, really delivers a more end-to-end AI-driven assurance, um, which I think is, is is pretty interesting there too. So those are just some of the areas that you're seeing this 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 evolve, um, and it's moving fast. I mean, gosh, like like I said, at MIST six years ago, it was just AI for wireless, right? And we were the only ones talking AI in this space. Um, and now, like we said, there's AI for wireless and wired and data center, um, uh, you know, security, and every vendor is is, is talking about it, and so. You know, uh, the world moved pretty quickly. Um, and so, you know, you know, trying to stay ahead is always interesting. But, you know, having key customers and partners like Aston Martin certainly help us do that. And so, um, and like you said, I, I've been in uh, networking for, you know, over 30 years now. And I don't think it's ever been as exciting as this. You can say with Web 2.0, um, you know, it certainly got exciting. Uh, you know, with the advent of the cloud, it got exciting. But this, in my mind, just blows the doors off of anything we've seen in networking, just like, again, I think you could say they've seen in every other industry. Um, it's just a, it's a new world and, and it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's super exciting. And I've, I've literally just finished writing my, my new book on generative AI in practice, which is full of case studies of how it is really transforming pretty much any, any organization, any For sector. Sure. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jeff, for sharing this with us today. Uh, that was really fascinating. For anyone who ever wants to re-watch or re-listen to this, simply head to my podcast or my YouTube channel where you can find this one and hundreds of other conversations like this. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Pleasure.